talking sports, going at it as hard as we can. Welcome to The Catch with David Franklin. I'm your host, David Franklin. It is a Wednesday here in sunny Florida. The date is December 9th, 2020. And I want to start by apologizing to the audience of the show. My producer is currently not with us. He's alive. He's just not here. Um, So the quality of the show is hindered. But the content will never change. That's really what I strive to do here at The Catch is give the audience great content, you know, relay the facts, make some arguments on said topics throughout the week or day in sports, and then have you form your your own opinion. I don't care if you agree with me. It's not my job. I just want to put the information out there, get you guys thinking about it. Um, You know, I can only explain it to you. I can't understand it for you or make an opinion for you. So, low quality, high content type of show right here. Let's jump in. Dolphins Bengals brawl on Sunday as a direct result from uh, Mike Thomas, number 80 on the Bengals. The first hit on Jakeem Grant, I think, was clean. It's coming from a Dolphin here. I think he timed it perfectly. I think he got lucky. And that first play didn't sit well with me. All fans around, all the fans, and even the coaching staff. Because then it happened again, and the second one was was dirty. Uh, it was before the ball got there. Um, the second one is actually up on our Twitter, at the underscore catch. And there's a poll up there. You can go and vote whether you should be fined, suspended, or both. And I, I think he, sh- he should just be fine. No suspension. I was pretty upset at about it, but um, yep, Xavier Howard was also ejected for for a lot, much like not much more. Really didn't do anything along with somebody else, and I don't want to be losing those guys if I'm Coach Flo. I'm just so surprised number eighty on the Bengals was not ejected. It really. Didn't sit well with me. He was seen on the sidelines, um, you know, smiling and laughing. Uh, Jakeem Grant got smacked pretty good. Defenseless player, you can't have that. He needs to be ejected and fined. Uh, No suspension, like I said. But as I'm watching this unfold, it reminded me of one of the greatest brawls in history between Miami and FIU, and I think we should all relive it. Back in 2006, Miami and FIU had a wild brawl that resulted in a total, from both teams, 13 players ejected. Fans fighting each other in the stands had to be broken up by Miami-Dade police. And the best part of the entire brawl, former Miami receiver was helping broadcast that game. And his choice of words were a bit swayed, to say the least. I'm going to play some sound of that game. Uh, apparently, FIU was talking smack uh, prior to this game, um, and it was getting chippy earlier throughout the game. This happened in the third quarter, and the sound right here is right after Miami scored. It was 13-0 in the third quarter. Um, they're, they're about to kick the PAT, and this is right before they kick it. On the kickoff. You know, with all this pushing and shoving, I tell you, if this would have been back in the days, we would have told these guys, hey, meet us at 10 Miami Park. 
and let's get it on with our pads. Okay? We would have just gone and played these guys. We didn't need no fans out there. We'd have we'd been beating them down. <laughs> but this is a whole different era. Whole different team. You know, you could, you could. Now again, this is former Miami wide receiver Lamar Thomas, who is commentating on this game. And you can hear his co-host laughing in the background along with him. And after the PAT, you, you hate to point fingers, but um, you, you can see a, uh, an FIU player start the brawl, basically. And then it's just it goes all downhill from there. From there. Uh, bench is clear. Uh, there's players kicking each other. Other players are hitting people with their helmets. Uh, the commentators go quiet for about two, three minutes. Um, it's 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 complete chaos. If you haven't seen this, I recommend and going to see this. Um, so, like I said, the commentators go quiet for a little bit, and then eventually Lamar comes back in. Now that's what I'm talking about. You come into our house, you should get your behind kicked. You don't come in the OB playing that stuff. You're across, you're across the ocean over there. You're across the city. You can't come over to our place talking noise like that. You get your butt beat. I was about to go down the elevator and get in that thing. Unsportsmanlike conduct on 25, 38, yeah. 95, 11, 12, 1, 9. I say, why don't they just meet outside in the tunnel after the ball game and get it on some more? You don't come into the OB, baby. We've had a down couple years, but you don't come in here talking smack. Not in our house. After the brawl, uh, both teams have been separated. Miami is on the sideline um, in one big huddle, jumping up and down, helmets raised up as if it's a sign of victory. The game was played on October 14th. Lamar Thomas was fired on the 17th. Coach K from Duke, Mike Krzyzewski, uh, questions playing ball in this unprecedented times. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why he said that. Well, it's because Duke is a bad basketball team this year. They're barely two and two. Barely beat Copen State, lost to Michigan State. You beat Bellarmine, thank God, and you got blown out by Illinois. You were the favorite in all four of those games, and you're one and three against the spread. Okay, Coach, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to coach a bad team either. I would. This is what he said. This is what he said. Let me just quote. Quote. I would just like for the safety, the mental and physical health of players and staff to assess where we're at. Shushesky. End quote. Krzyzewski's comments came after an 83-68 loss to Illinois. I don't blame you, coach. Speaking of college basketball, VMI, Virginia Military Institute, is good. Virginia Tech is really bad. They're not going to be ranked much longer. Much longer. Uh, and Penn State's also pretty good. It's time for pick six. I pick six games and uh, six games a week that I think are locks, and we'll check back every week, see where we're at. Due to the league playing NFL football games on Tuesday, uh, I can't do my pick six early as I'd like to. Uh, 
So I gotta wait till the for the NFL week to be over. Every week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, um, early in the week, uh, I'll just pick six games, any any sport, where I think there's some real value or potential to make quick buck. We'll circle back every week, like I said, compile the data. First pick. Now my first pick is going to be the most valuable. Um, the Chiefs are coming to Miami to face a banged up, tired, no depth at running back Miami team. Miami's defense has been stout. They're only giving up the second least amount of points in the league. They have 18 consecutive games of at least one takeaway. And Xavier Howard leads the league in interceptions. Um, I think that 18 consecutive games is the uh, fifth longest in the league. Um, don't quote me. However, uh, a couple guys are hurt on the, on the O-line, linebacker, and D-line position. Um, I don't think they're coming back either this week. Miami runs man-to-man 62% of the time on defense. Uh, they ran about 75% against the Bills earlier in the season, and they got scorched. Um, I used to be a zone guy, but, but when you get the right type of guys that can play man and play it well, you can mix in those zones, really disrupt the quarterback, offensive coordinator. Um, you know man's coming, still can't stop it. Miami DBs are some dogs. However, uh, one mistake in man coverage... And it's a big play. You don't get your D-line to the quarterback, big play. And also, Miami's downfall has been mobile quarterbacks. Any mobile quarterback that plays against Miami, they're, they're going to score a lot. They can't contain them. You got Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, and you get you get one-on-one with Tyreek, you're, you're done. Mahomes scrambles, you're done. Uh, Miami played man, you know, you give him some time. He scrambles. It's over. Kansas City opens up at minus seven on the road as favorites. Um, this has even come from a Dolphin here. Uh, I I think Kansas City crushes Miami. I think they're going to get blown out. Um, I, I, I think it's not even going to be close. But Miami, please prove me wrong. Pick number two, FAU versus Southern Miss. The book opened at minus 10 FIU. Uh, has since gone down to minus 8.5 in favor of the Owls. Uh, the book is making a huge mistake here. FIU is going to destroy this team. Um, my FIU's got a good, good, good squad. Uh, they Remember, they beat uh, Miami last year. They're getting better and better. They have a, dual, a duo quarterback threat. Two quarterbacks that they, that they play with. Um, one can scramble. The other one's a pretty good passer. Southern Miss has no chance in this game. Like I said, FIU is going to blow them out. Uh, I'm taking the over for sure. They're going to light up the scoreboard. I love the double threat at quarterback. You gotta, you're got you going to need to have a QB spy um, to watch uh, JV and Posey. True freshman. True freshman right there. I watched play a couple times, and uh, he's good. I'm excited to see the kid grow. Here's a bonus pick. Uh, take the over 43. Easy over 40. I think FAU could score 43 all by themselves. Pick number three. Now, the NFL is getting harder and harder and harder to bet on. Uh, I have to give these bookmakers credit. Actually, no, no. Let me walk that back. I I can't give the bookmakers credit. I can't give anybody credit except for the teams not doing what they're supposed to do. I'm talking to you. Uh, Colts, Titans, Browns, Jags, Chargers, Vikings. I'm talking to you guys. Um, every week, I just realized that none of us know a damn thing when it comes to betting in NFL. The lines are getting smaller and smaller, and when you think you've cracked it, you get cracked. So the Saints uh, versus the Eagles. 
Uh, the Saints are coming to Philly and our road favorite at minus seven. This is an easy one for sure. Philly can't score at all. Uh, Saints defense is true. Philly has no O-line. They want to blame Wentz, but he's getting hit every play. Taysom Hill seems very true. The Saints office is always electric. And I'd like to think the Eagles' defense played well against the Seahawks. But then I just think about how they they could they couldn't beat the Giants. Um, is the Giants defense good? Is Philly's defense good? No. Seahawks offense is priced way too high. Uh, they don't have a running game. This doesn't really tie into the game I'm talking about. But the Saints offense is true. The Seahawks offense is not. I'm taking minus seven. That's an that's an easy one. That's a lock. Or Falcons versus Chargers. Now the Falcons aren't a bad football team. Just gonna let you know right now. I know, I know. You're only as good as your record. Don't look at the record for a second. Watch some of the games. There were some complete meltdowns, and I think that starts with coaching. As a team, you know, from a player standpoint, they're not a bad team. Um, I, I hate saying this. You know, many games they should have won, but if they win those games, it's a different team, and they should have won a lot of the games they lost. Um, Atlanta's Falcons, their their stock is really low. You know, buy low, sell high. I'm buying Atlanta, minus two and a half. Road favorites. They're going to handle business against the Chargers and that ugh, atrocious coaching staff, San Diego. Anthony Lynn, you got to go, bud, along with Adam Gase. Gase first, then Lynn. You got to go. Uh, since we're talking coaching jobs, Dallas, the whole staff, you got to go. The effort yesterday in the fourth quarter, I, I got to question it. The whole staff, gone. Pick number five. Washington versus San Francisco. Washington comes to San Francisco. Actually, they come to Arizona due to California. Uh, they're not allowed to play there. So they'll be playing in Glendale, Arizona. So it's an away game for both teams, kind of. 49ers open at minus three favorite. Here's my upset of the, of the week. Uh, Washington's defense is pretty damn good. Uh, I'm taking Washington. I'm also going to take them to win the division. Um, they're going to win this game outright. Uh, easy upset of the week. San Fran is, is uh, you know, they're not that good. And uh, that Chase Young kid, he's an animal. Uh, Jimmy G still out. Nick Mullins, he's not bad. You know, he's a he's a solid backup. Uh, you got no Kittle in there either. Uh, the, the, whole, the whole team's been riddled with injuries all year. I like Washington a lot. I, I like their defense. Can't say the Redskins. Uh, they'll force some turnovers. They'll keep it a low scoring, too. Uh, go ahead and take the under. Um, Alex Smith will handle business. All he knows how to do is throw five-yard passes. Um, I'm taking take Washington, Washington to win, win the, game. the game. Pick number six, Miami versus North Carolina. Derek King, an elite passer. He really is. Really talented. He may not have the best talent around him, but individually he's a talented kid with a shot. Uh, to get drafted. 20 TDs, 40 picks. He can scramble. Uh, North Carolina's defense ain't in. Um, Canes are favored, minus three. Um, I'm taking the Canes, no problem. It'll be a 10-point victory for them. I think the over-unders at like 67. I think it's way too high. I'm going to I'm gonna go under there for sure. Well, that's it for the catch. I'm your host, 
David Franklin. Have a great day.